0: Let me say a few more things about Red Hook Summer. In the previous piece, I, I talked about the memory uh, and the relationship between abandonment and memory in the film, which I think is really profound and makes the film uh, so difficult to watch, really. Uh, you, you know, We see uh, the simultaneity of, of, of beauty and abandonment, beauty and loss which for Lee is his part of his insistence on what black people always make out of the uh, most atrocious of horrors, right? That's the origin story in some ways of American culture, right? Certainly of African-American culture, and I'm not sure how to make a distinction between American culture and African-American culture. But that sense of, you know, even in the midst of, of abandonment and, and ethnic cleansing, there's real beauty that lies not necessarily in the place itself in terms of its physical geography, but in terms of its human geography, in terms of the people, the sounds, the colors, the cadences, and so forth. <clears throat> and in that way, it's not a film that is interested in moments, say, of aban- of uh, resistance to abandonment or... or Justification or uh, gentrification, but instead is resistance through the the act of living, right? And living in the color of the film, right? Vibrant, overflowing. But it's also a film about childhood. That Flick and Chaz, a boy from Atlanta who is uh, in Red Hook for the summer to spend with. Uh, the bishop, it was Bishop Enoch. Um, and all of those uh, fights that he has with his grandfather. I mean, the bishop is his grandfather. All those fights he has with him are about cultural and generational differences, for sure. Um, and that I think is interesting, but in some ways, just sort of typical, you know, youth and elderly <laughs> conflict, right? And they come to an understanding about a lot of things. They, in the end, don't come to much of an understanding, but we're really left to sort of live in the wake of what it would mean for Flick and his mother to have this revelation of the bishop's uh, sexual abuse of a child uh, brought out into the open as something that the church had held uh, in secret. There is something there that's really important about and a a mirror that spike lee is putting to the religious dimension of of african-american culture and life right to ask you know what is the value of children so thinking about this as a film about childhood not just because it, it features chaz and flick you know two children as as really the main characters. I mean, the bishop is a major character, but I think the bishop's life is largely formed around Flick's uh, narrative arc. But, uh, you know, it's a film about children because it's about two children and about their relationship and their relationship to this place, Red Hook. But also it's about childhood because it's about the bishop and what a community did to enable the bishop to continue to live as a religious authority. Right, to live as a preacher, to have his own church, knowing full well that he had abused a child. And that sense of the disposability of children is an immensely difficult part of this. And he's asking, you know, is one of the, the alleged sanctuaries for black people, Right, the church, actually a place where we can ask questions about the disposability and value of children. That's extended, of course, outside the church, to the community as a whole. You know, part of Flick's naivete coming to the neighborhood is he doesn't understand the um, sort of power structure around uh, drug dealers in the neighborhood, and they're petty, you know, they're not, not particularly uh, portrayed as uh, sociopaths or anything like that, but they're just kind of assholes who are ruining the neighborhood, right? And Uh, carved out their own space they intimidate everybody and um at one point they take flicks ipad and it turns into its own you know subplot for you know 10 minutes of the film but there's this sense in which even the neighborhood is unable to protect its children the state is unable to protect the children there's no sense in any way of there being um there's no sense of there being any kind of state intervention, right? I mentioned in the previous that there's no presence of the police. Um, and I'm not saying that the police are somehow protectors of black neighborhoods. I think Spike Lee's films themselves have made it clear that that's never the case. And, and you know, anybody who pays attention uh, to anything uh, in this country knows that. But I think it's important that the police don't even show up. There's a sense, again, of abandonment and children being abandoned to the to abandonment right and so abandoning children to abandonment then asks this really difficult question that we asked with Crookland, which is what is the status of childhood right what is the status of this thing called black childhood is it something that's a, a fantasy right and and not a, a possibility in an anti-black world I think that's certainly something Crooklin is taking up, but I think in Red Hook Summer there's the the more intimate question of, you know, where is the space inside or outside the home, right? Inside or outside the church for children to have childhood. And it's hard to find in Red Hook Summer, but it's also there. Right? And it's there in the relationships that the children in particular, Chaz, but also, um, you know, we get a sense of, of Flick as well, uh, the relationship children have to women in the film, and there's something really. Uh, I mean, I could we could go on for a very long time talking about Chaz's mother, Chaz's mother's attempt to protect Chaz, because she knows what happened to her own her, to her sister, right? To her own, uh, to the mother's uh, other daughter, older daughter that she lost, basically lost her child to the streets, right? Um, lost her to, to you know, drugs and alcohol, and crime. And, you know, the question then is, like, how to protect Chaz, right? Church is one of those ways of trying to protect Chaz, right? Chaz is already a victim of the environmental racism in the film, right? She has an asthmatic condition, but she's also a potential victim like her sister of the social economy and political economy of the neighborhood and in that way one of, uh, in that way you know red hook summer touches back on this other theme of women's work that women's work in red hook summer i think really comes back to not just the domestic sphere as 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 we saw in Mo Better Blues, where, you know, women's work there was the capacity to save bleak, right? To give him an alternative uh, mode of relation to to indigo, right, to woman, and also to create a domestic sphere in which his masculinity could have an alternative or or just, just different um, expressive life. That sort of domestic sphere is gone in Red Hook Summer in the sense that Spike Lee is no longer locating the domestic sphere in terms of the retreat to a brownstone, right? That's what you get in, 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 in uh, uh for sure, an apartment, um, or in Mo Better Blues, in terms of, of, of uh, brownstone and a porch and a, a window and a stoop, there's, you know, instead of it being a sort of withdrawal from the world, the domestic sphere, inside of a, a physical home in which different possibilities are possible, Red Hook Summer is about the extension of the domestic sphere through women's work outside the home, that there's very little, if anything, that goes on inside the home in Red Hook Summer. Part of that is that it's summer, and so the children and the adults are outside. That's just a just sort of environmental thing. It's hot, and so you want to be outside in the shade rather than inside without a breeze or, you know, with this stale, you know, stagnant hot air. That, I mean, but at the same time, Lee takes a decision, makes the decision in the film to have it inside rather than, uh, or sorry, outside the home rather than inside the home right? It being the relationships between adults and children, between the mother and her daughter. And you see then also the way the work of 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 the mother, right? And so the work of women in this neighborhood extends to all the women, right? The women in the church and the women who are in the, you know, in the stairwells or in the, on the porches or, or in the, the, any of the public spaces outside the home, that what we see are, are women there as witnesses, right? They can't stop anything, and they're not making anything happen. But they're certainly there to... Um, they're there to to bear witness to the vulnerability of children, and in their bearing witness, perhaps offer a semblance safety, a semblance of hope and protection. Now, how what that means in a space of total abandonment is revealed in Red Hook Summer to actually be quite sad, right? That there's almost nothing that the women can do. And except to bear witness and except to be a sort of last sort of, uh, last line of, I don't want to call it defense, but a last line of, of possible protection of the childhood of children, while knowing at the same time that this is, is, is a gesture or an effort that's fated to fail without question. Lee's, uh, you know, pessimism around that, or sense of resignation around that, I think it's more resignation than pessimism, but it's a, it's a pessimistic resignation, is uh, really effectively communicated in the film. And so one of the things that we talk about in class sometimes is that not it's not just that the children put in these sort of mediocre performances as, as flick and jazz, but that even the adult women have really uneven performances across the film. Now, a lot of, you know... They're not famous actors, you know, so, so, you know, Spike Lee again is giving these opportunities and creating these spaces for up and coming or non-professional actors to play an important role. But I think that the role that they play in the kind of flatness of the women in Red Hook Summer is intentional. And it has to be that way, because part of what Red Hook Summer is arguing around the question of childhood is that women ha- this women's work has been to protect the child to protect childhood to make it possible for black child to be a phrase or black childhood to be a phrase that makes sense but they're exhausted they've sustained too many losses and at this point they're just hanging in there it's a the moment where the bishop uh and and uh Chaz's mother they take them, and they the kids go out on a on a canoe on the river and it's an amazing scene it's, it's just very um I find it very sweet and sentimental and uh, uh, Flick and Chaz don't like it, but the adults love watching them do it and you know there's this sense i I think the mother says something like you know, I always wanted to do this or I always meant to do this and there's just this sense of like what was wanted and what was meant to be done is this incompatible with this world, right? That that you know the energy. I think we can see in retrospect the energy that it took for um, for uh, Rosie Perez's character Mookie's girlfriend to do the right thing. What the energy it took for her to raise a child by herself, right? To sustain a home by herself, right? Or or Troy's mother in *Crooklyn*, like what exhaustion comes with the responsibility—what I'm calling, you know, women's work in Spike Lee's films, or you know, in his portraits of African American life—we really see that exhaustion come to its full fruition in 2012 with *Red Hook Summer*. And I say in 2012, because I think it's also documenting the kinds of violence and kind of precarity and kinds of sustained attack, both from the inside and outside, that Black domestic life has had to withstand, resist, and suffer. And after all of those losses, to also, all those losses of, of, that, that have come with, you know, uh, men being incarcerated and children being vulnerable and dying too young uh, and suffering, you know, in the ways that the film documents, both in terms of the environment and the social and political economy of the neighborhood, all of that is exhausting. And so the women in the film are barely holding on, but they're, they're there to witness, and they're there to witness in their exhaustion, I think their exhaustion is supposed to tell a lot of the story. And so all this comes back to, you know, the the uneven performances even among the adults, even among the adult women in the film is instructive for me because I don't think that, that, that those performances are just simply mediocre performances by actors. But I think the flatness of the performance is important in terms of transmitting this affect of exhaustion and defeat exhaustion and defeat that makes perfect sense when set alongside this broad theme across the film very depressive theme of of total abandonment and so as the film exits i think that this really um has uh you know as the film concludes it really has its, its best expression. I think it's one of the, one of my favorite closings to a Spike Lee film. I think his, his film, his the conclusion to his films are always fantastic. I think it's where he really excels as a filmmaker. He knows how to put a cap on, on a project. And in Red Hook Summer, I think it's actually the most important part of the film because it helps us see um, the mood of the film right, which is this simultaneity of, of exhaustion, abandon, uh, exhaustion, uh, and and despair, and resignation, but also immense beauty, right, and there's this whole series of images, like little, like, film clips, and photographs, and snippets from Flick's time in Red Hook, right, and those are all of these, and it's, and it's interesting film quality, right? It, it's, it's attempting to get you inside this feeling of a home film, right? <laughs> a home video. And I love that because it feels intimate. And it feels like we're looking at people's lives rather than a filmmaker's rendering of their lives. Even though it is a filmmaker's rendering of their lives. But it has a sense of intimacy. And it's beautiful. But it's not beautiful because anybody is doing anything special. It's beautiful partly because of the palette, but it's also beautiful just because of the presence of people. That for all of the abandonment, all of the violence, all of the attack, all of the precarity, all of this sense of of the inevitability of ethnic cleansing, people still stand on this ground. People still stand on this ground and make a life. And they are witnesses to the past, they are witnesses to the present. They inherit the past, and they give that inheritance to the present, present as best they can, knowing that there is no future. And Spike Lee gives real dignity to that work in Red Hook Summer, and I think it's best in this closing uh, montage, right? It's I guess you would call it a montage, just a sequence. And a stage for it is that Flick has given his iPad. Chaz, and she's watching basically the film he made about his summer and you get to see all of their foibles and all of their their laughter and their play but also the sadness and exhaustion on the face of the adults who are also full of joy right because those things are not mutually exclusive they are often simultaneous and and give to one another and, and, and embellish one another and we see that in that ending but it's deeply melancholic while also full of joy. And that is a thing that's not supposed to to work, right? That you could have joy and melancholy at the same time. But I think it's a melancholic joy, Red Hook Summer. In the sense that it's melancholic, there's, there's just nothing to be done. This eventually is going to be all, you know, middle class, upper middle class white people. And it's going to ethnically cleanse black people and the legacy of black life in that part of Brooklyn. That sense of resignation, that sense of, of melancholy, a sadness that won't go away and can't be reconciled is absolutely the mood of the film, but it is also visually and existentially in terms of our place inside the existence, like the very lives of these people. their like existential struggle and effort and, and what meaning they make out of their lives. That's all there, too, and that's full of joy. That's full of smiles. That's full of of love and affection and connection. And thinking about memory, the sequence of memory that concludes the film, is for me Spike Lee's most profound and most visceral interrogation of that simultaneity of melancholy and joy. Melancholy and joy aren't supposed to fit together. Melancholy is supposed to cancel out joy but they live simultaneously in this moment because part of, again, women's work in Spike Lee's films and in the more portraiture, I think he's trying to say women's work in black communities, African-American communities, at least, part of women's work is to both keep that melancholy affect alive, but have it infused with joy, right? And that witnessing, as women do in the film, the way they stand and they watch and they see. And they try. They try knowing it will fail, but they try. And that trying and that effort and that pleasure and that joy that sits alongside of melancholy is part of the decimation of the people in the film. But it's also Spike Lee's reminder that for all of the abjection that an anti-Black world makes for Black life, that the black people in that black life also infuse that life with joy. Putting those things together visually, narratively, and affectively is for me the real artistry of Red Hook Summer. Whatever we can say about its performances, its writing, its uneven pacing, its narrative arc that's sort of, I think, not quite uh, attuned to itself. Whatever we say about those formal structures of the film In the end, for me, it is an accomplishment at the level of artistry because it makes us sit viscerally between melancholy and joy and understand that that's what it is to live in a space of abandonment.